Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MNDriveInPod or find us on Facebook. If you want to email us, send it to TheMidnightDriveIn at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. going on anything exciting going on you got a migraine is that exciting what the, what the fuck are you doing podcasting hey. i'm a professional i guess so professional at what mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think it mean i'd get paid for this shit but no, I'm all right. I took I took some medicine earlier. I'm feeling a little better. Right. Oh, maybe we'll try to make it quick so you can go back to bed or go to bed. Or you know what I mean. That's all right. All right, the longest show ever. Let's keep going. No, let's not do that. <laughs> no, you said you didn't want to take find, it easy. Let's find let's find a balance here. <laughs> Four hours long. It is. It's Christmas now. Somebody's just going to have to say, what are all the Christmas movies you can think of? And we'll have a lengthy discussion on each of them. Yeah. There's only a couple. <laughs> it's probably more than you think. Speaking of, I got something special in the mail today. Oh, yeah. What'd you get? Uh, the new Krampus, the naughty cut. Oh, yeah. Has a bunch of uh, extra footage put back in because he had to chop it down to get it to uh, a PG-13 rating. So they put out like a director's cut. So I'm excited to That's check exciting. it out. That's exciting. You can uh, you can tell us all what you thought of that on the next show, which will be after Christmas, and it won't make any sense to discuss it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Technically, it'll probably be after New Year's, so... Yeah, who knows? Our time, our timeline's fucked. It's like Loki invaded our podcast at this point. I have no idea when anything's going up. I know the last the one episode I put up today. I asked you how if you're excited for Thanksgiving. That's how long that one's been. It's Good somebody it's, asked me what the next week's topic was, and I was like, I don't. I have no idea. I can give you a list of movies I've watched, but I don't know when anything's getting released anymore. The good thing is when we come back after New Year's to record, we'll be caught back up. So, yeah, then you only have to keep track of what we talked about six days ahead instead of a couple weeks. All right. It's nice. It's nice that your laziness and or mistakes have uh, given us a little padding. Uh, mostly laziness. Mostly. Uh, oh, I should go put that episode up. Probably. Uh, I mean, I could. Or I could just keep watching the TV show I'm watching. And then uh, never gets put up. Well, depend- depending on the TV show, it's the right decision. Trust me, it's always the right decision. Oh, anything that means listeners get longer in between hearing us. <laughs> Good for them. You know, all five of them. Yeah.
Meanwhile, Horror Cetera has come back and stolen all of your thunder. Like, Doug, Doug, yeah. you fuck that guy. I know. Do they even still work at your work anymore? Yeah, but we don't go to the office anymore. Oh, so okay. I can still sense. email. I can still email those guys anytime I want, and I do if there's like a particular movie I want their opinions on. But just curious. For all I knew, uh, they both like moved on to different jobs or something. No, we're all still there theoretically. Since I know Tony's talking about he's moving. Yes, if we ever have to go back to the the office, he'll be in a different office than the rest of us, but same organization. All right. Say one of his like fifty moves over the past two years. Yeah, he moving's his favorite thing. He loves to move. There are there are um, buildings in this city where he's lived more than once because he's moved so often that I think he just ran out of places to go. I think I counted once and I think I moved like 32 times in my life. Oh, fuck, that's a lot. And I fucking hated it. So I'm like, I'm never moving again. I think my number's higher than that. Oh, yeah? I think you're well, in the I mean, 40s? There's, there was just like a period of time where I was pretty transient. Mm. A lot of mine, I wasn't transient by choice. <laughs> it was thrust upon me. So, I mean, I wanna, I wanna say, just while I was living in Minnesota, while I was in college, which I mean, that would have only been three or three and a half years or something like that. I think I moved fifteen times. Gross. Jesus. Not, not all of those were my fault. That's that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys going to move for Christmas? Is there anybody getting a new house for Christmas? <laughs> Since that's what we're supposed to be talking about. No, but how's your house coming along? Oh, fuck. Everything's a fight. Yeah? Yeah. You ever walk into a, a, a like a cabinet place and have the person who's been hired to install your cabinets go, you know, there's literally no way to do a cabinet based on the budget they've given us, right? And you're like, well, I don't know how to... If that's the start of the conversation. I don't know where we fucking go from here. <laughs> my joke was actually going to be like the contractors like you don't you don't want cabinets in your kitchen right but turns out that was it's, actually it's true li- literally i mean did you it's tell literally them at that point did you tell them then you should talk to the insurance company about that because they're the ones with the money that's that's what we're we're it's it's back and forth all the time constantly because builders bid low in order to get the insurance company to sign off on the bid and then they're like, oh, well, we don't have money for that. And, yeah. and I'm just sitting there holding up pictures going, this is what the house used to look like. I kind of expect it to look like this when we're done. Like it's... Which is... Just for fun, a windstorm picked up my neighbor's shed the other day and threw it into the basement of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even know what we're doing with that yet. I'm just like, I get that text that I walk over and I just look over and I see it there and I'm like, yeah, it's in the basement, all right. I don't shrug, walk away. <laughs> oh. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Congrats on your new shed. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that's inter- it's interesting because it's the opposite. I, whenever I used to work at the furniture store, whenever somebody did an insurance claim, it was really important that you charge them the absolute maximum price 
So you had to like, even if there were promotions and stuff going on, you had to take all the discounts off and make the price as high as possible because the way that insurance pays out is really fucking stupid and weird. Yeah. And the homeowner actually gets fucked if you charge them less. Yeah. Sounds like Doug can attest to that. No, no joke. Had a lady come in who similar to Doug, they had a fire and she was replacing her couch. Right. And, uh, what was it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it was a, a single couch that she had. And something like the insurance was willing to pay 1500 or something like that for the replacement. And we had a ton of like deals where you just get a couch and a love seat for 800, you know, half, half the price and you get two pieces of furniture and the insurance would come back and go, no, we're not, we're not giving you that. Cause that, that is a couch and a love seat. And we'd be like, no. yeah, but it's less money than, than what you're actually talking about. So let's do the cheaper thing. And they'd go, no, it's to replace one single couch. And we'd be like, fine. Then the, like the one single couch we have is this leather behemoth couch that costs 1400 fucking dollars. Do you want that? And they'd be like, yeah. And it's like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> the whole thing is fucking stupid. <laughs> we, we've had discussions. Now my insurance company hasn't been ridiculous yet. Um, but there have been discussions where I'm like, well, I want the door that leads to the basement stairs moved a little bit to make it easier to get things up and down the stairs. And they're like, we have to check with your insurance company. So I can tell the builder has dealt with insurance companies that are pains in the ass before uh-huh. where they're like, well, if we're going to change something, we have to check with the insurance company. I'm like, it will not cost more money to put the door over there than it would to put it over here. And they're like, we know, but we're not doing it unless the insurance company signs off because they're scared. And I'm like, yeah. all right. Like, I understand if things go up in price that that's a discussion, but yeah, it's stupid. The part that blows my mind is like you sit down with the insurance company when your house burns down and you go through like every room in the house and you discuss all the finishes and all that kind of stuff to make sure that like it's all documented. Like if there was wainscoting in a certain room or whether one room had baseboards or not baseboards or whatever all that shit you go through it all and that's provided the building company who puts together the bid to rebuild your house so theoretically they have like a perfect description of everything that your house was they don't turn that over to the project manager in charge of actually getting the bid done like once the guy that does the bidding is done with it he doesn't pass that on to the guy who's in charge of building the house so like during a meeting, all of a sudden I realized you don't know what my house used to look like, but you had all this information. And he's like, I've never seen that. I'm like, okay, I guess we're starting from fucking scratch. Start pulling out pictures of shit and going like, I don't even know what this is called when it looks like this, but I liked this and I want it back like that. And I, fuck. How's your, uh, how's your neighbor's process going? I don't know. Are they having to do it all at once since, you know, they're attached? Yes. So theoretically, it's all going to be happening. Like any building will happen simultaneously, but it's I don't uh, I also don't know. That what is the inside just the of most fucking like. confusing thing I've ever thought of in my entire life. I don't <laughs> understand how you possibly coordinate that. Just because you have two insurance companies involved. 
Well, you have two insurance companies. You have two people, but you have one structure. So, yeah. Luckily, we agreed on a builder because I guess it's happened before where people can't agree on a builder. Our insurance companies can't agree on a builder, I guess. <laughs> and then they come out. They come out and they they tie a rope across it like they're fucking ten year olds dividing <laughs> a bedroom, and they're like, "You stay on your side." I I can only imagine. Did you tell them to make the firewall a little thicker this time. Yeah, maybe so thick that it goes up past the roof, so it doesn't, you know, come over. <laughs> Hear me out, guys. Asbestos. <sighs> But only on the neighbor's half. Seems to be the dangerous half. Um, I don't know. Speaking of houses. Anything else? They also, they also just closed all the schools down here. If you guys just want to hear me bitch about my life. Oh, no. They just closed down all the schools here. And so then I'm like, I get that email at five o'clock on Monday night being like, your kid can't come to school on Tuesday. Omicron. Yeah. We're really bad here right now. So. Ugh. Yeah, you guys, you guys kind of hit the the same wall that a bunch of people did, right? Where vaccination was going great, and then all of a sudden, just you got to those last fuckwads that were like, "No." There's that issue, and then we also we have a university here, and it's like mm. you can't. How do you convince university students to stop having mass gatherings? You just can't. <laughs> <laughs> They've been trying, and it's so it's like. We had like 350 new cases in our town yesterday, which is like pretty high for a town of like 200,000 people. And 250 of them were between the ages of 18 and 29. And want to guess what neighborhood they all fucking live in? Like it's all, all I can imagine is that you would have to hear such great arguments like some dude broke going, you can't get COVID through anal. As long as we're all just having anal, you can't get the COVID. I'm really not a part of that scene at this stage of my life. Mm. Well, speaking of college kids doing weird sex stuff, <laughs> uh, let's talk about that's that's a shockingly good transition for where you're headed, right? Let's talk about uh, to all a good night. Doug, do you want to run down what that movie's about? That movie, uh, it's yeah. so yeah. Um, Doug, please tell me what that movie was about. <laughs> I don't even feel Let's like see, that's so the it's, it's a it's Christmas break, and a, a bunch of girls uh, decide to stick around college because this is a very unique and original idea for a slasher movie. Um, this, the girls are stick around, and then all of a sudden, there's somebody doing killings and harassing them. Um, but this one. <laughs> This one also has the added bonus of having the, let's see, there's the the person killed in the opening scene, which takes place two years before the rest of the story. So, what geez, I wonder, the, if, I wonder if that's going to come back to be a play at the end. You mean um, the, the 30 seconds at the very beginning? Yes. It's Where all the girls bit. are running around going, sorority, sorority. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is, is happening? You, Right, it's really important. You don't remember when you were young, everybody would just run around yelling the location of where they were at the top of their lungs. No. <laughs> sorority, sorority. And it's like, oh, right, we are in a sorority house. Thank goodness everyone was yelling that. 
Uh, anyways, in order to get the body count up, we have a group of boys who fly in for the to sneak into onto the campus for the vacation. They fly in. <laughs> repeated that. They fly in. <laughs> They right? fly in on a private airplane. What the fuck? They just fly in on a private airplane, and they then do. they won't let the guy who flew the plane come to the party. Yeah, there's some girls that said they would put out. Awesome. How are we getting there? We're going to take your car? No, we're going to fly there. Charter a what? I'll just stay home. That seems like a lot of work. Oh, And let's see. What else is this movie about? There's also there's a creepy groundskeeper guy. Who is just creepy for no reason. There's not a good reason to have him be creepy. I mean, I think they maybe they think it's a red herring, but it's not. <laughs> it's one of those it's like if the, there's no movie bad enough for that, that guy to be the actual killer. He has to be a red herring. <laughs> but he's just coming in girls bedroom windows in the middle of the night to check on them and see if they're OK. <laughs> you know, with his uh, hedge clippers. Yeah. Well, he's just that's how you know he's a gardener. That's so character development. I like that he just holds them in front of him, like while he talks to him. Like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Here's the thing about this movie: it's in many, many ways, it's just a straightforward slasher movie. It's just there's a bunch of people at this school for reasons, and we'll give 30 seconds at the beginning of the movie and 30 seconds at the end of the movie to make it seem like there's a plot. But really, it's a bunch of young people trapped in a nice place for a while and they're having all sorts of sex and they're getting killed off. But everything in this movie is done in such a weird way where it almost feels like a, a parody of slasher movies. Like it's meant to be a horror comedy, except it came out in 1980. Like this movie came out before Friday the 13th. Uh, And it's, it's really, uh, it's really giallo too. In a weird way. Is it? Yeah, because it's got the whole perspective-y type thing. I don't. It's it's hard to describe. You know, gi- the difference between a giallo and a slasher is is mostly is, style. So I say, I feel like the next this, the next this time is more giallo-y. The, the next movie definitely is yeah. more giallo-y. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this this one feels like it's a it's in that time frame where they hadn't quite figured slashers out yet. So they were still like just also cribbing from Giallo's. But it's, yeah, it's quite the movie. Oh, we forgot to mention this is directed by David Hess. Yes. Known as Krug from Last House on the Left. Also known as that creepy fucking weird guy from a bunch of other movies because he's not really capable yeah. of not being that. No. The most normal thing I've ever seen him do, I was at a convention and he, instead of being at the table, was at the bar watching a basketball game. And I'm just, you, uh, you know, I'm just, I wasn't getting anything signed, but I'm just like, huh, seems like you should probably be at your table making money, but you know, whatever. Did you see, yeah. seeing him sitting, watching basketball, did your brain automatically go, ew, basketball, perfect. Anyways, yeah. So what is I feel like this what movie starts off. This movie? I feel like it starts go, go on, off. Sorry. I feel like it starts off really strong. Um, once the killing okay. starts, I'm just like, okay, we're into it. Oh man, here this is just killing them off one by one. This is great. And then about I don't know, maybe halfway through, it just sort of stops and goes to the next morning. 
And that's when they find through a weird game of like tag or whatever, they find the dead gardener and that's clues them in that something's mm-hmm. going on. So then the police show up and I feel like it screeches to a halt for a long time. And yeah. then finally in about, the, in about the last 10 minutes, it tries to ramp itself up again. I was going to say, go ahead, Doug. I was just going to say, it screeches to a halt, but in like the dumbest way possible. Because it is literally a bunch of people sitting around going, well, this one guy is dead. We found him and he's very obviously been murdered. Mm -hmm. Like six other people are missing. And then they have a debate for like, I don't know. It's probably not a long debate, but it feels like a long debate. And they're all like, well, should we really be worried? Six people are missing, and the only guy you found is murdered. Obviously, you're like, how is there people arguing that there's nothing to worry about? And they're just like, they're just literally like going, nah, come on. Those other guys are probably all just off having sex for like 15 hours. And and it's just a coincidence that they all disappeared and this guy got murdered. And it's like, no, like, like they don't even want to call the cops at one point. And then when the cops show up, we get a whole interlude where the one cop, like the the head cop, who's a worse actor than everybody else in the movie by far, which is weird that he gets to be the head cop. He is like, he literally has to tell his like subordinates, hey, you're in charge of keeping these girls safe. No fucking them, right? We all know you're not allowed to fuck the sorority girls. And then the one cop that gets left behind five minutes later in bed with one of the sorority girls. And you're just like, what? Like, again, this is where I'm saying this is approaching yeah, but that's the most level. realistic thing in the movie. No, this was shot. I don't know. Just sleep with the sorority girl. Sorority girl <laughs> sleeps. With the, like, it's not like it's young hot cop. And it's, it's not 80s action movie cop. It's 1980 fucking slasher movie cop. He's like chubby <laughs> older guy in a suit. Not a particularly nice suit. And I think and I might be mistaken, but I think the cop who's telling them all not to sleep with the young girls is named Polanski. Is that accurate? Does that seem right? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I didn't notice the name. It's 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 all very strange. And it, like this is what I'm saying is it's like it's approaching parody territory. Where I'm just like, why aren't you just like ooh. Why wouldn't you just be having them be normal? Like you had all your sex scenes with all the young people. I get it. And yeah, it's still, it was always a bit weird that you chose to have like the characters fly in by plane, but okay. Once they're there, it's pretty standard slasher stuff. And then for some reason they have to get all weird. Oh, his name is Polanski. Yeah. So like, again, is that, is that a parody then having the, the Polanski character tell everyone not to sleep with the young girls? I don't know. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a joke? I don't get it. Me neither. Uh, it must be a David Hess joke. It seems like a David Hess joke. I watched a review of this on YouTube where they said the problem with getting David Hess to direct a movie is everybody in the movie starts acting like David Hess. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> there's some accurate there. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. It's... What, oh. what, did you, what did you think, Noah? Well, so a couple things. N- number one, this movie, for being a movie that has as much sex and, and killing of youths in it, <laughs> it's so fucking boring. I don't understand how it can be 75% sex and people getting killed. 
and still be boring. It's it's weird, it's, right? Yeah, it's an impressive feat. And it's rare for me to fall asleep during a movie, right? That's that is something I generally do not do. And I think I fell asleep in this movie 25 times. I'd uh, like wake <laughs> I'd wake up and go god damn it and I'd have to rewind it back to like the last thing I remembered. It probably took me six and a half hours to watch this movie. <laughs> I just like the fact that you were so mad that you had to rewatch part of it. Oh my God. Yeah. Every second, every second I spent rewatching a moment of this movie was a waste of my life. <laughs> it's, it's not, it is. you. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen or anything, but like I said, I just, I can't fathom how they managed to make this movie so boring. It, it's, it really makes you appreciate like what directors do when they make movies. Cause you're you, in your head, you think, Oh, it's 1980. It's a slasher movie. Just get all the, each girl to take their top off once and then put in some creative kills and everything will be fine. But no, it won't. It won't be fine. If you've got a crappy filmmaker in charge of it, because you get, you're right. It becomes boring. It, it feels slow, even though there's like 10 people who get killed in it, an hour and a half long movie. Right. Right. And you do. And I don't I, I don't know. And and like it, it, I want to I want to say something dumb, like you don't care about any of the characters, but it's a fucking slasher movie. You're not supposed to fucking there's lots yeah. of movies where I don't care about the characters that are fine. But I don't I'm not even interested in these people dying. <laughs> like <laughs> They do like, die in some interesting ways. The kills aren't terrible. Right. Like that one right. guy takes an axe to the face and that chick's head gets stuck up on the shower head. Like there are times in this movie where you're going like, uh, that's entertaining. That's objectively entertaining. And I enjoyed that. But <laughs> the one, you know. the one guy gets a crossbow arrow through the back of the head, through his mouth. Mm -hmm. And then we find out that the killer had been hiding in the suit of armor in the corner the whole time. That's, that part <laughs> literally Mild, made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Dude, that scene when when you realize that the killer's in the suit of armor and you're like, this scene has been going on for a while. That killer was standing awfully still for a long period of time. <laughs> but I, I can God. forgive that. In in a slasher movie, I can go along with that. That's close. That's good enough. Yeah, sure. I mean it's fine. I kinda for for how boring it is, I kind of dig the killer reveal at the end of the movie, only because of they did well, they did the dual killer thing. So there's been two killers the entire time, which that's that's fine. Yeah, which is it's pretty new for 1980, and even the whole thing like of okay, the, it's the parents of the kid that got killed at the beginning. Like for 1980, that's pretty good. Like for this to have come out before Friday the 13th, same year, you know. Same year, but it, earlier in the year. I, I feel like it might also, I think Doug might have struck something with the fact that this this movie might be a parody. In the fact that, of course, it, there's the, the Giallo-esque killer reveal of the character being like, ah, I was tangentially involved in this story at the beginning, and now I'm going to kill you all. But she's like, you gave my daughter drugs and she died. And the, and the girl's like, I'm a new student. I've only been here for a year. I don't I don't even know who your daughter is. And she's like, you liar. <laughs> that part was awesome. I was laughing out loud when that part happened. 
I don't know if that was supposed to or not. <laughs> Once again, I don't know. Because if it is supposed to be a parody, that's pretty funny. That's a clever fucking yeah. thing. Because there are a lot of those uh, uh, Italian slashers and giallos where at the end, whenever the killer reveals himself, everyone in the scene should go, who the fuck are you? I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> The only reason I, I don't see this as being a real parody is because it's 1980. Because what are you parodying at this point? Like, they're parodying giallos? It doesn't seem right. Like, they would have to be making a parody of slashers, and there just weren't enough slashers to parody yet. Parody right. Black Christmas and Halloween, and that's about it. Yeah, like... And really, they're so busy ripping off Black Christmas's plot, but they can't be parodying <laughs> it as well. <laughs> oh my god! Like yeah. it's, Did I just see, feel like yeah. You see the girl in the rocking movie. chair upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I was, like I said, the first half of it, I was with it. Like kills were going pretty steadily, and I'm assuming yeah. I was assuming this is the one Noah was talking about when he texts everybody and said it's so boring. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? I'm like, this is great. And then, yep, just <laughs> slam on those brakes for no reason. Yeah, it's it's more. I think it's more a pacing issue. If you just took those kills and spread them out, I think we'd be a lot better off, right? We, like instead even of going, if you, uh, even if you just took all the cop stuff out and you kept it on like yeah. one night, <laughs> like it's just yeah. a slasher hunting these kids down over one night. I feel like it would work so much better. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. And I think maybe part maybe part of my problem was the fact that they uh, I'm assuming you guys watched the same copy I did, but Uh, I did not. It's it is a god awful VHS rip and it's so dirty. Like it it needs restored so badly. They uh, they put a new uh, new transfer up on Shutter this week, so. Oh, lucky you! I know. So it actually okay. looked pretty good. Yeah, I watched the. It didn't. It didn't improve it. The version I watched it. I don't. Well, I don't think the movie's going to look good. I don't think that's <laughs> not. That's not an issue. I mean, the version I, the version me and Doug watched looked like uh, it was directed by Zack Snyder, and he put his poop filter on or everything. <laughs> yeah. I have mm-hmm. seen like I have seen this before, and the the other version I watched was a little cleaner than this version. Not great, still. It was still a YouTube rip that I had watched previously, but yeah, yeah. I'm I think sure it's just, I talked it's, about it when I watched it. I think it's just shot really dark, which is part of the problem. Yeah, damn you, David. Well, yeah, has- there there is a whole thing there of like a first time director thinks making things darker will make it scarier, and they just shoot it darker. And I think that that somehow helps. And it's like, well, that's not enough. Now I have trouble seeing what's going on. Is this his first movie? It's like his only full-length uh, yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, I did a documentary short after that. All right. I thought he had done some other stuff, but maybe he's not credited as director on anything else. Yeah. Oof. For as much nudity and killing is in this movie as noah said it is a slog to get through after after about the yeah. half hour 45 minute mark yeah and that's what uh, i swear like if you took those kills and spread them out throughout the movie i think you'd be a lot better off because instead of sprinting and then like having to take a knee for a while because you're exhausted you'd just be like casually going through and it would just be like every other slasher 
Mm. I was going to I was going to say, Brian, you're the one that came up with these two movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, they are a great pairing because what a great idea to have one movie that's a dude dressed up like Santa Claus killing people and then a movie that's a dude killing people dressed up like Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a complete accident. I didn't realize that's what was going on. Well, let's let's transition, I guess, unless anybody has any thought-provoking thing they want to say. There is one debate I wanted to have with you guys because you had suggested in our Discord discussion about this movie Mm -hmm. that uh, they did terrible day for night shooting. Oh, that's right. And I had had countered with maybe they did not do terrible day for night shooting and maybe it's just a lot of continuity errors where it constantly goes back and forth from day to night. And so I thought we... (laughs) Did we ever come to a conclusion over whether this is a technically poorly shot film or whether there's just a shit ton of continuity errors and sometimes it's day and sometimes it's night? Because I've... (laughs) If that was day for night shooting, they fooled me. I did not know they were shooting day for night. I thought that they just were shooting whenever and editing together shots that were done in the morning and then shots that were done at night. And I don't know if they judging, purposefully were shooting day for night, but they at least tried to make it day for night in the editing process, and it does not work. I was going to say, judging judging by how badly the dark scenes are shot, uh, I would have to say technically inept. Okay. <laughs> so you're bringing in your meta knowledge of the other <laughs> the other failures of the film <laughs> yes <laughs> okay judging judging by the overall inability to make a film i would say <laughs> they probably just fucked it up like because I, I was watching the movie and i was thinking wow it just goes daytime nighttime daytime nighttime like they did like they shot these scenes way out of order or whatever, and they just did whatever. And then I was watching like a different review of it, looking for you know tidbits of information or whatever. And they were just like, "Yeah, the day for night shooting is terrible." And I'm like, "Oh, that's what they were trying to do." Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. They also never addressed the fact that it's like summer, but they're on Christmas break. Well, I think it's in California, which helps. Is it? Okay, is that what it's supposed to be? Maybe. I didn't piece that together. I don't know. Where are people rich enough that college kids can charter jets? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Force the. I, but it has to be somewhere warm because I guess when the when they refuse to let the pilot come to the sorority house with them, he just lays his sleeping bag out underneath the plane and goes to sleep there. Right. Nothing to eat. No bathroom. (laughs) One of the girls is like, we have lots of rooms for him. And the guys are like, nope, fuck him. He's the hired help. He's not coming with us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Poor pilot yeah. guy. Maybe since I watched a better quality version of it, maybe that's why I could tell it was day for night a lot easier. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe for you, it was just a muddy mess. And it's just like, I don't know. It all kind of looks the same. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looked it looked like you were watching a movie through a nice, freshly brewed glass of tea. Yeah, it really did because there is the one shot that you would have probably enjoyed a lot more than the rest was Brian. That is the the shot of that head on like that shower, the, <laughs> the human head put on the shower head, and that's a that's a really cool shot that we didn't really get a good view of in the version we watched on YouTube. So yeah, the. Uh... 
the shower where the girl goes to take a shower and opens it up and there's just a head stuck upside down on the shower head. And then and then the cop like aw- cop awkwardly like comes like into the ba- bathroom with a knife in his back. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Which we didn't even talk about that. No. So then like the killer walks towards the shower, the girls like kneel down crying, and then later <laughs> the killer didn't even kill her. The girl just went crazy, so she's just like ballerina dancing all around the house the whole time. Oh yeah, we forgot. Well, we we never delved into the weirdness of some of these characters because we do have that girl who snaps, but then we have yeah. the other guy, like the nerdy guy that doesn't want to have sex, mm-hmm. and then when he finally does, all of a sudden he's like, he's like a man after he has sex. <laughs> Maybe this is a parody film because right like, he immediately he goes from like talking about math and then he gets laid. And then he's yeah. like, well, now that I've had sex, I no longer wish to discuss math. And he just wants to talk about sports and shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. The next morning, he's like, so how about that basketball? And the people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Whoa, he's a, he's an adult male now. <laughs> and then he just keeps trying to have sex there again the rest of the movie. <laughs> so once he has it once, he's like, oh, shit, that is pretty good. Turns out sex is enjoyable. Go figure. Who would have thought? He had to put his before. Math, I was so nerdy down. that I didn't realize that. <laughs> like I think, I think nerds know that sex is enjoyable. Like, that's why they're sad about not getting any. I don't know. It seems a bit weird. <laughs> Just look at Revenge of the Nerds. I could teach you that. Yeah, that's around the same time frame. <laughs> so sorry about that. Don't ever that's do it again. I had to go. Uh, my, I I do believe I've told you guys before that the kittens shit smells so fucking bad like this otherworldly nightmare this is the christmas show oh my god happy thoughts and he doesn't he doesn't seem to grasp how to bury his shit he like scrapes at the walls and will scrape at anything but the kitty litter to bury his thing and I was sitting here and you guys are talking and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna throw up I had to go bury this cat's shit for him well your punishment is you get to tell us all about don't open till Christmas no oh fuck uh, <laughs> you said this one was confusing you were a liar <laughs> don't open till Christmas is way more confusing so don't open till Christmas there's a killer Killing people who are dressing up as Santa Claus. Yep. Good twist. And that's, and that's the, well, not the majority. That's about half the movie. And then the crazy dude, like, kidnaps a chick. And is, I don't know, fucking with her in a very, uh, don't breathe-esque kind of way. She's getting, like, chained up on a mattress, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some cops investigating who are not who are not good at their jobs. No. No. And and then just I don't I don't know shit just kind of gets weird and out of control at the end. And then the movie has like 25 different endings, and I have no, I have no idea what the fuck happened at the end of this movie. Yeah. Well, and, and then a dude opens so, a present from his brother, and it explodes. <laughs> like, there's reasons for a lot of this. So, yeah, a lot of it has to do with the production of the movie where, like, the lead actor, like, quit on them. So they rewrote the ending. But then he came well, back. The so lead, then they, like... The lead actor quit, and he was also the director. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, the main police guy from Pieces was the director slash, you know, head cop. And then fucking got quit. They hired someone else. That person got fired after two days. They hired someone else, and then he came back for a couple things to wrap the film up. Oh. So to, uh, well, to then that, it, if, if, all that makes a little more sense now. <laughs> and it took place all over two years. Yeah. Was this, so, so so was this a British, movie, know how was this a British movie, or was this an Italian movie? Because it certainly wasn't American. It wasn't American. No, it's British. Yeah. It's 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 at least filmed in England. All the actors are from like British television. So okay, I couldn't t- I couldn't tell if it was just said. one of those uh, multilingual Italian ones because occasionally I thought I saw some dubbing, but it might just be bad editing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see how you would think that. The funny thing is, I almost feel like they shot this on order, so you can see at the part where the cop like quit. <laughs> Because then he just yeah. disappears from the movie for like 45 minutes, and then he just pops back up again out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it's, it feels as though like they were just like going along. And then just to let, if anyone at home hasn't seen this movie, this is how crazy it is. The girl who kind of takes over the role as Survivor Girl, which is like the stripper who gets kidnapped and she's chained up in the basement. She doesn't have a name in the movie, I don't think. No, but she ends up being like the lead character who takes on the, the killer. <laughs> she's, the, she's not right. a character, and, she, a and she isn't even introduced. And there's all to, of like, these characters the with movie. names. Yeah, yeah, and there's all of these other characters who were following along, who end up not playing a role in the climax because I don't know why. I guess because their storyline intertwined with the cop, and that actor quit, so their storylines just went away. Because there's that couple that we follow around for a long time. You would think that they would be the survivor couple at the end, right? Because they they witness one of the first murders, and then the guy is suspicious because he's present for another one of the murders. And there's a whole there's all sorts of stuff that goes on with those people, and it's not really plot relevant at the end. It's just (laughs) what happened. We should talk about that first murder. The most ridiculous, like they're putting on a weird like Christmas show of some sort. I don't know. Christmas, I rec- like the Christmas. Oh, that's not the first murder. costume party. That's the second murder. Okay, the second murder. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about the opening one where you're doing the POV stuff. Uh, yeah. Although I guess technically this would be the third murder. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Doesn't matter. Right. Anyway, this guy dressed up as Santa as part of like this holiday party walks out on stage. And then a spear. Tell me if I'm wrong, because the way I was viewing it looked like a spear came up from behind and went through his mouth. That's correct. Yeah. Because then everybody turns to the way the guy is facing, even though he got hit in the head, back of the head with a spear and was like, who yeah. threw that? And start looking. And I'm like, you're looking in the completely like opposite direction that you should be looking in. <laughs> and and the killer it, took the time to build sense. a broom man to throw them off. Right. The best part of that, like all of that, is dumb because 
Yes, the killer built this broom man that he put in front of the guy he was killing, even though he was stabbing him from behind, because the killer is smart enough to know that everyone will look the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But then everybody tries to blame it on the guy at the costume party with the scariest costume. Like, that's how you pick who the killer is. <laughs> it makes no damn sense. They're like, his costume's creepy at a costume party. Who wears a scary costume to a costume party? Meanwhile, you're the ones having a fucking costume party at Christmas time. You're the weirdos. Whatever. <laughs> oh, it's so strange. Yeah, I did love you this guys, movie, by the way, if anyone's wondering. Did you guys <laughs> feel like the kills in this movie were, like, wildly inconsistent? Yes, because did you feel like that they filmed the movie and then they hired a whole different director and filmed a bunch of kills and then just inserted them into the movie? Because that's what happened. <laughs> so you get some of the kills that are, like, these big over-the-top kill moments that are not plot relevant other than the fact that they drive the story of, Hey, there's this serial killer out there killing Santa's. And that's just because they literally would like send production assistants into bars to find guys that were drunk and be like, do you want to come be in our movie and get killed in a Santa suit? And the guys would be like, yeah, cause they'd send in like a hot young production assistant to get them. <laughs> and then they would go send a different production assistant to the butcher to get like leftover blood and guts that they could get for free. And then they would just stage a kill scene. God. Yeah, I was going to say it's the like I said, there's that weird border of Giallo versus slasher in in yeah. this movie. It's not that it's a blend of the two. It just wildly alternates between the two. Sometimes it is right. a slasher movie. Sometimes it is clearly a Giallo. Movie. Yeah. And then sometimes the lead actor disappears for half an hour. <laughs> I do like uh, they don't it doesn't continue out throughout the whole movie but you know the first scene they do have the old classic heavy breathing guy with gloves kind of yeah. <laughs> the opening kill is like straight up giallo opening kill and you're like okay that's what we're you're setting yourself up for a giallo movie and then it just like you say wildly inconsistent yeah. after that <laughs> and, then, and then kill two is spear through head <laughs> but some of the kills are super fun spear through head like we can make fun of how the crowd is terrible at finding the killer but the the effect looks really good i enjoy the kill no the kills the kills are great so this this movie is confusing and and bouncing all over the place and is kind of uh I, I don't know. It's it, at times completely frantic and then at times moves way too slowly and has these long drawn out conversations that nobody gives a fuck about. No. But it's still a pretty fun watch. I mean, I like. <laughs> oh, I think a couple of years ago when we did our top five horror movies, this made the list top five Christmas horror movies. I think this made my list a couple of years ago, or at least it was one of the honorable mentions. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to see old dudes in Santa suits getting murdered? Come on. Yeah. There's a scene in this movie where Santa's taking a leak and somebody sneaks up behind him and slices his penis off and then they show the urinal and the blood's all splurting into it. Come on, man. Don't tell me you're going to not approve of a movie where that happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it so is, gross. it's interesting. Once again, it's interesting because of the inconsistencies with direction and all that kind of stuff that you have all these cool inventive kills and then at other times, they're almost trying to set up that straight razor is his kind of. Yeah. 
his his signature <laughs> weapon, you know. <laughs> what about when what about when the guy in the Santa suit goes to the nudie booth and he's just about to jerk off while the girl takes her clothes off and some guy sneaks in and stabs him and the blood squirts all over that glass. that's fun i really enjoy the conversation that they're having because the dude's like i don't i don't know what i'm supposed to fucking do (laughs) (laughs) for some reason they wrote it in that it's like he's in his santa suit on his way home from work and that's when he decides this will be my first time going into a place like this and he's all awkward and shy and she's being super nice to him because she's not a normal stripper she's just her mom runs the strip place and so she's just filling in (laughs) <laughs> that's an actual plot yeah, point for my, this movie. my mom owns the place i'm just i'm just filling in today oh who are you filling in for my mom <laughs> <laughs> which i believe since her story arc seems so weird i believe she was added in one of the weird rewrites when they brought in a different director so according to a youtube video i watched not only was her like her storyline expanded drastically after that first actor left or whatever but they had already filmed this the first scene in the nudie booth and they couldn't get they couldn't get the actress back so this girl was like recast she was brought in because they were like well we're expanding this storyline we need somebody so they redid that scene (laughs) so there's like an alternate version of that scene with a different actress apparently good lord we should talk about that that couple that was kind of the main characters for a while and how weird they were because like for some reason they're a couple but then he just like sneaks he gets her to go with him to his buddy's place who's a photographer and then the photographer is doing like a nude photo shoot which okay fine like it's it's a horror movie this is a good excuse to have boobs in it and then he's just trying to talk his girlfriend into just joining the nude photo shoot because like oh one of the models didn't show up talk about bad luck and it's like what are you doing here what how is this a plot line in your movie fast forward to like an hour later where she was like all upset with him because i can't believe you would you would want me to do something like that i'm not that kind of a person half an hour later in the movie she's now on christmas eve out to dinner with the cop that's investigating the murder of her father and is shocked and appalled when her boyfriend is bothered by this. <laughs> like you're on a date with another dude on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think he might get upset. <laughs> we should imagine. Did you mention that uh, the boyfriend, when she goes home, the boyfriend just starts hanging out with the other model and they're like, let's go take some racy pictures out on the street. Yeah, they end up getting locked out, and then the cops are walking by, and so he freaks out. He's like, "Uh, run!" And he just like takes off and leaves her there. <laughs> you know what I love about that part is the line of dialogue he says is, "You're gonna think we're a couple of gays. Run off." <laughs> If that's what you're worried about, I, I, I know no it was sense. a different time. It, it, I know it was a different time. Maybe homosexuality was still illegal in 82 or 84 when this was filmed. But when they get there, they'll figure out one of you is female. Like, that's not the problem. <laughs> but then how about the girl gets attacked and the cops charge her with indecent exposure because she's just wearing a robe with nothing underneath it out on the street and then they start using that against her like we'll throw you in jail for the indecent exposure if you don't answer our questions about the guy that tried to murder you 
<laughs> it's like that's not a cool way to be a cop. Dicks. <laughs> Everything about it is so funny. It's a great movie. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever, but it, it's so fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally like a guy that was like one of the producers on all of the don't movies was just trying to create his own Christmas movie is how this came about. And it was like being shot at the same time that they were producing Slaughter High. So if you notice, some of the actors are the same from this and Slaughter High. It's like because they were just bringing them over from one production to the other. Nice. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, that um the blonde girl the like the the stripper girl who kind of becomes the finer girl final girl she's yeah. from slot i think yeah. and then the girl who does the song and dance number for no reason whatsoever <laughs> is another one she's like look i i have a band do you think you could have it so i can sing in this movie sure sure just come up with some random thing to throw in the movie for no reason it's just whatever it was they it just was such a fucking 80s thing to do to just, just have a some, yeah, to somehow shoot a, and I and I think it's backdoor music videos is what it was. They're like, listen, my band will be in your movie if you let us shoot a Whoa. backdoor music video. I, there's an element of truth to that in some cases, but in this case, it was just an actress that was singing. She, I don't think she has like a band, so the, it, like it wasn't that at all. Like I. I think in a lot of cases, yeah, they would get a, an up and coming band to be in their movie in hopes they're both they're both hoping that if the movie does well, the band will get exposure. If the band does well, that'll draw attention to the movie. But in this case, it's just it's just an actress that they're just like, can you sing and dance for us for a little while? I, I don't I, as far as I can tell from what I can tell, my best guess would be that they were just padding the runtime by having a song and dance routine in the middle of their horror movie. <laughs> I. <laughs> I love this movie. It's so fun to watch. That's the, the, the difference between this one and the last one is like, yeah, it, this one makes a lot less sense. The kills are a little better, but it's, it's just so much more fun to watch. It's just at the end when like when the big reveal comes that it's like, oh, that was your brother who was doing the killings or whatever. And it's like, I don't care. I really don't care who the killer is. I mean, I obviously know which of these guys is the killer of all the men we've seen on screen during the course of this movie. It's pretty clear which one's the killer. <laughs> which so one's I'm the killer, Doug? I think it's a Giles guy, right? Yeah, but what does he do? Why is he in this movie? He's the brother of the cop guy? Well, yeah, I know I know why they tell us why he's in the movie. But when he first shows up, like I don't understand what he's doing in the movie. He's just is some random guy who shows up. He's pretending to be a reporter. <laughs> yeah. He's he's pretending to be he's killing people and he's pretending to be a reporter so that he can convince that one cop that it's his brother who's the actual killer, his brother being the other cop. Yeah. I don't know why he wants his brother to be the killer. You got more way, way more out of that than I than I did. And then he sends his brother a package but says don't open till Christmas. Because this was from the era where the name of the movie had to be in the movie. And then when that's that's our final climax, he was going to kill his brother the whole time. So weird. 
I know. Like, why a bomb? Of all things, why didn't you just go to his house and stab him? Because they wanted this to be part of the Don't series of films. <sighs> and so you have to have a package that says Don't Open Until Christmas in order to be able for that to fit the, the motif of their subgenre of films that they were producing at the time. We got a few more Don't That's movies weird. on the list, so get ready for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't fully understand why this is. this movie is way more acceptable than the last one, but somehow it is. And the story it's makes fun, way man. less sense. There's a scene in this movie where there's like a Santa grilling like sausages or something. And somebody sneaks up behind him and slams his head down and holds him on the <laughs> barbecue until his face is all burnt up. That's why this movie is more acceptable than uh, most other movies. Crispy Saint it's Nick. Awesome, man. <laughs> okay. Well, what's some uh, favorite kills from this movie? You know what? Well, it's I mean, really it's really simple and it's really dumb. But I really like whenever he chokes the chick to death with the uh, tinsel. Yeah. I, d- I don't know why. I was like, yeah, that's a really Christmassy kill. It does. It feels like that could be your poster art, doesn't it? Right. I mean, yeah. I, 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 it's my biggest complaint about Christmas horror movies that while they put the drapings of Christmas in the movie, they never really have Christmassy kills. Or if they do, they're such a huge stretch that it's like dumb. But choking someone to death with tinsel makes sense. This this is a really good like we need a, a Christmas slasher where every kill uses like a different Christmas item. This is what we need out of life. We need like like one person. They pull this star off the top of the tree and stab them with it. And then put it back on there all bloody. Somebody else gets choked out with the tinsel. You know, somebody gets mistletoe shoved down their throat until they choke on it. Yeah, I was going to say, are, fed, are uh, fed broken ornaments? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. And they're like blood coming out of their mouth and they're all like crying. That's a really good idea. But they have to put the ornament in their mouth and then hit them so their jaw clenches yeah, and they yeah. break it. Yeah. See? Yep. See, we're giving away all the good kills. Someone else is going to make a movie. Uh, yeah, somebody with talent needs to take all these ideas from us and make it into a movie. Would you make the movie, Brian? Oh, I'm no good at that. Somebody gets put in the uh, in the fireplace while the logs are all lit and nice. <laughs> and then someone throws chestnuts in on top of them. Yeah. I don't see why not. See? Totally works. That's just the killer as he's walking away. As the body's like laying there burning, the killer just tosses some chestnuts on the guy's chest as he's laying in the fireplace. <laughs> That's a maybe, great idea. Maybe drown someone in a punch bowl full of eggnog. That sounds fun. Yeah. How could we kill somebody with an ugly Christmas sweater? I mean, you could choke someone with it, just like tie it around them or just. Yeah. Could it or be, you just have to kill somebody wear, wearing one of those Christmas sweaters that lights up, and then that's how you pose the body so that the room's all dark, but there's the flashy light, and it's like the reindeer on their ugly <laughs> Christmas sweater or whatever that's lighting up. Yeah. I was going to say it could be made of flammable material, I guess. You could just set yeah. it on fire. You're listening to this podcast, and you have spare millions of dollars. <laughs> Send them our way, and you will get our <laughs> Christmas horror movie. Thanks for calling the Midnight Drive-In. No one is here to take your call. For more info, check out the Midnight Drive-In on Twitter at MN Drive-In Pod or find us on Facebook. 
If you want to email us, send it to themidnightdrivein at gmail.com. Remember, no outside food and drink. Anyone caught performing sexual acts at the drive-in will immediately be taken to the office. Unspeakable things will be done to you. Thanks for calling. Uh, let's jump in. We actually have a piece of feedback that just came in a couple hours ago. Uh, come on, loading, loading. Oh, here we go. Uh, Brian sent us an email. It says, "Hey guys, I know you mentioned a couple weeks back that you're coming up on your 200th episode. Well, this calls for a party. What party isn't complete without strippers? And the only kind of strippers that are appropriate for the midnight drive-in are the are of the undead variety. So, as a suggestion, you should do a triple feature of Vamp, Bordello of Blood, and From Dust Till Dawn." I definitely know you haven't done Vamp, which I just watched the other night while I was wrapping gifts. And oh man, that's a bizarre movie. But I don't think you've done the other two either. Plus, you get to discuss the famous foot sucking scene in Dust Till Dawn, much to Noah's pleasure. Merry Christmas to you all. Hope your holidays are great. Uh, we do need to come up with a good uh, theme for episode 200. Yeah, we're not going to remember when episode 200 happens. We're just going to miss it. No, I'm keeping, I'm keeping track. Are you? Even with all of our like weird time bouncy things that we're doing? Whenever I edit an episode, I label the file name with the episode number. So I always know what episode we're on. Right. From, from Dust Till Dawn, such a great movie. It is great. And then, and then it's got that fucking scene. <laughs> <laughs> This almost that at times is almost enough to make me not want to watch that movie. Well, maybe making you watch the movies will get to be enough to make us do it. <laughs> yeah, it, that poor actor. I'm willing to do it as long as it makes Noah unhappy. That's not very nice. I know. Merry Christmas, though. I don't know about Bordello of Blood, though. Number one, it breaks our 2000 rule. I believe, and then because uh, Dustal Dawn's pre two thousand, right? Plus, plus those are prostitute vampires, yeah. not stripper vampires. Okay, yeah, it's true. Oh, Bordello Blood's ninety six. It does fit. For some reason I thought it was older than that, or not as old as that. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Uh, so, what did everybody watch? Uh, I did finally get out to see Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, oh that's good. Um, and I haven't I haven't listened to the, uh, the episode where you guys talked about it yet, so I don't I, I didn't get to hear your thoughts because that just went up today. So yeah, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't I don't think I have any complaints. I mean, it's what it it's kind of what it needed to be. We had some uh, minor quibbles, but nothing. We we felt it was. Ex- enjoyable for both of us i mean they kind of we're we're all three positive on it they kept they kind of kept the feeling of the original ghostbusters movie they retreaded the stuff from the first movie without just replicating it Mm -hmm. people would disagree with you but i agree with you yeah people yeah people can go fuck off they it's not (laughs) it's it's just not the same like (laughs) 
I get it. It's the same bad guy. You can have the same bad guy in a different story. Who, who gives a fuck? Uh, I think I'm with everybody in the uh, whatever the girl's name is. The one who plays Phoebe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That she's going to be a fucking rock star. Yeah. She's been good in other stuff. She was in uh third Annabelle movie, I believe. Yeah. Pretty good in that. The kid from Stranger Things, I actually thought maybe was a little disappointing. Kind of expected a little more from him. But maybe that was just the way his character was written. I, I think I think we felt he was kind of there, but didn't really do a whole lot. Yeah. he. I mean, he was kind of... Yeah. I get, I get that he was supposed to kind of be the wet blanket character, but I don't, I don't know. It didn't. I don't know. It didn't work. If you're trying to if you're trying to yeah. recreate the uh, the dynamic of the original group, I, I don't know. You needed someone who was more of a badass, if that makes sense. And I, he didn't. I felt. Yeah, I, I felt they should have just taken him out of there. I think that's what I said. Is I, I would have preferred to spend more time with the younger kids and not have those teenage characters at all. Like I thought pretty much all of them, all of it was a waste. I know. I'll, for the f- I'll go ahead. I was just going to say, except for the fact they needed someone to drive, but right. I was going to say one of the big complaints I kept hearing from people is, Oh, there's a kidney podcast in the movie. That's got a podcast. That's fucking stupid. And I was like, I don't, no, I no, I totally get that. Like, I kind of get that character. I even get his dumb nickname. Like, if you like the Goonies or any other kids on bike movie, every fucking movie's got some kid with a dumb fucking nickname in it. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, plus, kids have dumb fucking nicknames. Yeah. My nickname yeah. was Murph. Why the fuck was it Murph? <laughs> Nobody fucking knows. <laughs> Holy fuck. This the girl who played Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Since 2013, she has amassed 60 acting credits. That what? Is, that is devastating. That's insane. I'm afraid. I I kind of don't. I, I need to, I don't like that. That that's true. Because I'm yeah. worried now that she's going to go the route of some of the uh, young female actors that that burn out and end up. Yeah. Tara Reed. <laughs> yeah, it looks like most <laughs> you know, of them. You know I mean. Oh, totally. It looks like most of them are like one episode on a series and stuff. But Jesus yeah. Christ, that's still. still insane. I forgot she was in the last Amityville movie, which was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen her in anything other than this. Or, but I guess she's so young that she might have looked totally different a couple of years ago. Uh, she was in I Tanya. Watch that. Okay, she I've played, seen that. Yeah, she played a young version of Tanya Harding. She okay. yeah. she was Elementary Kid in Ready Player One. I did not see Ready Player One. Uh, she was young Theo in The Haunting of Hill House for ten episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot oh. she was in Haunting oh. of Hill House. Okay, yeah. yeah. She was young Sabrina in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. She was. She, it seems like she has she has a big career playing the younger version of people. She was young Carol in yeah. the Captain Marvel movie. She was young Daphne in the Scoob movie when you know it's like a, the cartoon where he's younger. Like she's she's some she's I don't know a kid in the Fuller House movies. 
but it looks like she's maybe like one of their friends or something. Or Fuller House TV series. She's on Young Sheldon. She was in Malignant. She played Young Madison. So, she's just yeah. young everything. Yeah, pretty much. I was going to say, I liked how easily the the old actors kind of fell back into those roles. And that's what I really when I watched it. That's I the really one thing I was worried about. Yeah, the, I really wasn't expecting Bill Murray to put in an effort. Mm. And he really did. I my my complaint was that we didn't get enough of the old guys. I want more of them. Um, I would have. I would have been perfectly happy to have a couple of more scenes and maybe have like Bill Murray be the only one that doesn't show up till the end. That would have been fun. Yeah. I, I just like that when he shows up, he just immediately starts talking shit to Gozer. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I kind of liked the fact that they were present, but not involved. If that kind of makes sense, that they're kind of just hovering in the background. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, 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 don't I guess know. I, I I was sucker for nostalgia. I wanted more of them. <laughs> yeah, I think we no, came I, up with our no, own I whole understand. theory on how to write them in during our discussion. It was like, oh, <laughs> although I would say some of the more nostalgic bits maybe were the bits that I was like rolling my eyes at. And normally I'm a sucker for like the State Puff Marshmallow Men, the little all the shit dealing with them over and over again. I was like, I fucking that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I absolutely I, agree with you, but I I just loved it because they were cute and adorable, and they kept getting smushed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a very Gremlins esque moment, which is which is fine. Yeah. But like I said, it's it's a pretty minor complaint. I don't know. I think that's it, my my biggest irritation with the movie is them doing so the not not the after credits, but kind of the final moments where you have the big reveal or whatever with. Uh, the ghost. I'm trying to not spoilerize this. Sure. But I don't know how to discuss this. So spoiler warning, skip, skip forward about a minute. But yeah. the fact, the fact that Harold Ramis tried to get three made forever and they didn't do it and are basically now profiteering off his death and then do a tribute to him in the movie. I don't something about that pisses me right the fuck off. Although uh, I guess I would also be pissed if they didn't do a tribute to him in the movie. So I don't, <laughs> I'm just, I have to fit, admit, I'm, I'm shocked how well he's dead. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm annoyed he's dead too. That's pretty inconsiderate of him to be dead, but, um, I thought they'd handled it well. <laughs> I meant I meant more that it's inconsiderate of them not to make the movie and wait until he dies and then make the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't, well, I don't think that's fun. exactly what they did. I, I 100% think that that's exactly what they did. I want to say they, they announced they, they announced this movie being made. I think six months after he died. Oh, I have no idea. There's some conspiracy yeah. theory stuff going on here, but I don't. I mean, they they announced this movie was being made after he died, even after there was already another movie being made. <laughs> like that—that that is abnormal behavior for a film studio. Uh, was this the announcement that they're making another one because internet incels were being totally insane because they were making a Ghostbusters movie with all women? 
No, no. They they announced they were making this one, and I don't I don't know if you remember, but originally I think I want to say Channing Tatum was tied to it for a little bit for some fucking reason. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of different people tied to it at different times. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that was the one that they tried to appease the idiots who couldn't stand there being female Ghostbusters. They're like, we're going to make a male one too. And I was like, there was already two of them. <laughs> that, that, that movie double pisses me off. I'm pissed off that it's a bad movie. And then I'm double pissed off that you can't say it's a bad movie because <laughs> You look like one of those people if you just point out that it's a bad movie. Yeah, I still say it's a bad movie. Yeah, and, I, and I've never. Yeah, no I agree with you. It's a bad movie. And I've never watched it. I watched five minutes of it. Oh. And I was like, "This is shit," and still have not watched it. Well, you should probably watch it if you're going to call it a bad movie. But nope. I watched it, and it was a bad movie. Nope, no need to watch it. <laughs> I could tell it was a bad movie, so I was just like, "Well." Don't need to waste my time with that. I was a little, I was a little concerned whenever I found out that Paul Rudd was going to be in this one, mm-hmm. only because the thing that I disliked the most about that version was how silly it was. Because, well, I don't know. Ghost, it's, I'm not going to act like Ghostbusters is ultra serious highbrow comedy, right? I but feel it's, like it's smarter comedy than what the 2016 one was, right? Though, right, was but it's not. It's my not initial fucking, complaint. Exactly. It's not fucking silly. That's a different, it's a different yeah, thing. Totally. And I was a little concerned whenever they brought Paul Rudd in, I was like, oh no, they're going to make this one fucking silly too. But No, he gets to be Rick Moranis in this movie. Right. Which is, as, as much as I love Paul Rudd, I wish we could have had Rick Moranis in this movie. I was and, getting ready to say, Paul. I was so fucking surprised that Rick Moranis didn't show up. They may not have asked him. I don't know. It seems, my, weird, it seems weird that they wouldn't, but he's mentioned before that like when fans are clamoring, like, why is it? Why didn't Rick Moranis come back for this? A lot of times he's like, I, just nobody asked. Yeah, I was I was going to say I was really expecting. At the end that whenever they do the whole cross the streams thing and goes or started to pull the streams apart. I honestly thought Rick Moranis was getting ready to step in and shoot the fourth one. I'm here, guys. Well, just just to be in the reference, because they, <laughs> they didn't do much referencing of part two, obviously, because yeah. it's it's a divisive film. I still like it. I think but, it's crazy. But there's his whole I'm a Ghostbuster thing toward the end of the movie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's weird. They don't even mention his character. No. Yeah. That whole, that whole, I don't know. That was really weird. It is weird. I would like to know the story because I wish he was part of it. But and I like the fact that they kind of uh, gave Winston his dues. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Did you like the fact that he's honestly probably he's the most successful one out of all of them? Well, not not just most successful. He gets to have his uh, in that after credit scene. Yeah. His his moment, which I do feel like the original movie, they kind of denied him a little bit, which they mm-hmm. shouldn't have because he's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, I, I like I said, I don't I I don't particularly have any complaints. I kind of hope they make another one. Yep. I mean, I obviously, obviously, they pseudo set up another sequel. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, me and Amanda, when we left, we were talking about it because my friend, when the 2016 one was coming out, he's got two daughters. And I was like, man, that looks like shit. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm just glad there's going to be, like, a movie so that my daughter could feel like, oh, I can be a Ghostbuster too. And I was like, yeah, but don't you want them to make a good movie so that she can do that? Yeah. And then when we left, my Amanda was like, oh, see? Now this is the one where you show a little girl about how she can be a Ghostbuster and how she saved the day with her smarts and, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Rather than just making horrible, horrible, horrible comedic jokes in the other one. Right. Oh. Yeah. Totally sold. Uh, of course, I watched the new Hawkeye stuff. Doing good. Doing fine. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if we're going to talk about that at the end, probably. <laughs> I have no idea. Because weirdly, the next so, episode is so going to come out. Now they're we'll so out of order. Our episodes are, our things are so mixed up. I think we should maybe just wait and do a Hawkeye discussion after it's all aired. <laughs> That's probably because, because we've already had our, this episode will come out and before the episode we already talked about Hawkeye on, but we're talking about episodes that came out after. It's <laughs> I was uh, I was getting ready to say just up. just for frame of reference for the listeners, this would have been Hawkeye episode four that just came out. Yeah. And I'm I'm in the same position that I was in with WandaVision and I think kind of Loki where there's two episodes left and they fucking haven't resolved anything. So <laughs> I dislike that. You, I like. Can I just I, point out though, the, I, you you keep being surprised that they resolve things at the end. I don't know why it surprises you <laughs> that they resolve things at the end. Well, no, but the, the whole point is they didn't like they did they didn't resolve things. They, there was more twists and stuff in the last couple episodes of Wandavision and uh, uh, Loki, but they didn't wrap it up. You know what I mean? They just kind of go, okay, end of the story. And you're like, no, well, no that's not the end of that story. <laughs> the, end, the end of you just Vision, You just took six back. episodes to make the first 30 minutes of a movie. But I don't know. I'm down with it. The, Swords, uh, so, the dude playing Swordsman's really funny. Yeah, I wasn't I like sure it. about him at first, but I like him a lot. Supposedly, uh, someone, I don't know who... They, of all people, uh, has mentioned that apparently the one that comes out tomorrow, they're saying is going to be like the break the internet episode that they kind of have in all these shows. Really? I figured it was going to be the last one. No. I almost thought it was going to. I I was thinking post credit scene. Yeah. That's what I've heard. We'll find out if it's true or not. Because, I mean, we all know which character is coming. We just don't know how he's going to be brought in. <laughs> well, we're hoping it's coming. And yeah. have you guys have you guys heard the rumors that supposedly they're going to CGI him a little bit to make him bigger like he is in the comic books oh, instead of how he looked in Daredevil? I hope not. He was good enough in Daredevil. Yeah, I don't know. I could, like I could go it. either way. I mean, if it's still him playing the same character and they just make him look a little different. Because it's a multiversal thing, that's fine with me. I mean, that would actually be a better way to establish the fact that it's not identically the same person. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying, but 
I just want him the way he was. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with what the fuck ever. After he smashed that dude's head into the with the car door, I'm just like, oh, okay, yep, I'm on board. I like this guy. <laughs> he doesn't need to be any more intimidating. Why did Why did you have to bring that up? Now I got to go back and rewatch all the dare. <laughs> I've been struggling ever since that moment i've been struggling not to rewatch all of like daredevil and punisher so i'm like i really want to and no second second season of punisher is really make it through movies second season of punisher isn't the best yeah but if i make it through three seasons of daredevil and a season of punisher i'm gonna end up watching all of it see i don't even you know what the funny thing is i don't think i'd even watch the third season of daredevil again i'd watch the first two definitely oh, i like the third season probably more than the second season i'm trying to think but i i like the third season a lot because third that. third season's the electra season right mm-hmm. second season wasn't it is that right maybe was yeah. the third season where he went to the church for a while and hung out yeah Oh, yeah, 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 because that's after Defenders. Yeah. So maybe just the first season. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll say it a thousand times. Electra fucking ruins Daredevil. I, I hate that fucking character so much. She's so dumb. She's boring. I don't I don't understand the obsession people have with that mm-hmm. character. Some people would say you're dumb and boring. Well, and they wouldn't be completely wrong. <laughs> I mean, I mean, fuck! I I, I played two hour long games of chess earlier today. I am but boring as fuck. You supposed to be working today? I did work today. So after work? Yeah. Oh. And then uh, did it end like it does in the thing where you just dumped your drink and you're like cheating, bitch? No, actually, I won. I won oh. both games today. Feeling good about myself. <laughs> I've I've figured something out. I'm I'm marginally decent at long games of chess, and I'm very very terrible at fast games of chess. <laughs> I don't. I just can't. I can't think that fucking fast. Mm-hmm. I just I immediately screw up and I get beaten twenty moves. Uh, and I'm trying to think if I've watched anything else. Oh, I'm still watching Wheel of Time. Still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's it. I'm fucking stoked for Spider Man next week. Spider Man. Oh my god, I can't wait. I gotta wait till Saturday to see it. Oh yeah, all the, my all, the, today. all the fucking Friday shows are sold out. Damn. Thursday to, night, I'm going. I have to buy a ticket now. Yeah, you probably you probably should. I think I'm gonna go to the early show on Saturday. Mm. I'll probably go to an IMAX show. Since I have my oh yeah a list and it doesn't cost me anything extra. My biggest, my, the biggest problem is Shar actually wants to see this one, so I can't just go to like the obnoxiously early show <laughs> that there will be less people at because she won't want to get up and go to a movie that early. I don't even think our theaters open around here now until about three o'clock. I think there's a noon showing this Saturday. I think, but I don't think they have been doing that. I think they're specifically doing that because Spider Man sold out a bunch of shows and they're trying to get that money. <laughs> get that paper. Got to get that Marvel in my veins. <laughs> I need them to, they, they really need to move up these uh, comic book movie release schedules because they're too slow. And they're so fast. That's what I'm saying. They're so fast this year, and it's still not enough. I need one like every other week. (laughs) 
Let's take all my There's money. There's literally a TV show going on, dropping an episode once a week and a movie like once a month, and you're still not happy. It's not enough. <laughs> I need more. I need more. <laughs> I need it. It's the, only, it's, it's the only thing that brings me joy besides my wife. <laughs> did you uh, did you end up finishing Titans or Doom Patrol? Uh, I am I am in season three of Doom Patrol now. Okay. So are we, but for some reason we fell off if we didn't go back to it. So we need to. It's a, <laughs> it's it's one of those random ones. I don't know why I don't just immediately come home and watch it every day because I fucking right. love it. Like I love every second of every episode, and yet it's not one that I've sat down and binged the whole thing. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. Well, this is one, both of them are ones Amanda likes to watch too. And then the problem is we get home, we have like about two hours to watch something before she goes to bed for work. And I'm for some reason just up with nothing to do. So, and we got other shit like Dexter and stuff to watch. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, because uh, I have nothing else to talk about, we just started. I started rewatching Midnight Mass because she wanted to watch it. So we're on episode two. I have not sat down and watched that. That's gonna yet. be kind of fun. Yeah, you should. It's uh, it's a slow burn, but I think it's worth it. I, I want to. I was trying to talk Shar into watching it because she likes all of the other shows he's done, mm-hmm. but I think she's worried that this one's going to be a little grosser. Uh yeah, yeah. This there's like only some... a couple of scenes, but they're pretty gross. Yeah, there's some uh, animal violence in a couple episodes. She mm, probably, probably would don't not like enjoy. That. She probably would not enjoy. So, did you watch anything, Doug? Uh, just one thing. I also got to the theater and finally checked out last night in Soho. Oh yeah. Which I know you were a big fan of, right, Brian? Oh yeah, it's a beautiful yeah, movie. I, I, I was enjoyed too. it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was weird because I was really enjoying the first half of the movie, which is just this weird sort of fantasy movie about this girl who can like. I don't know what you'd call her if she's like clairvoyant or something, but she can you know, kind of when she goes to sleep, she wakes up in these like and is witnessing these other time periods and stuff. And I was just kind of enjoying that. And then you start, you know, it starts to go into like, okay, there's like a murder mystery going on and you're like, okay, that's interesting that she's involved in that now. And then when the final 20 minutes of the movie is just a full on horror movie, I was kind of surprised by that, but I really enjoyed it. It was all really well done and it felt like the transition from this kind of lighthearted fantasy that it started out as to this like dark horror movie that ended as feels like it was just a natural like progression throughout the whole movie. So it wasn't like a big shocking twist or turn. Mm -hmm. I thought I I really enjoyed it. I thought the performances were great. Weirdly, I, I, I never bring this kind of thing up, but I thought the sound mix was outstanding. So like Mm -hmm. when you were in, like when they were in like all these like clubs, cause there's a lot of, a lot of the movie takes place in these like dance clubs and shit. You really felt fully immersed the way they mixed the sound. Like I, a couple times I turned over my shoulder to like see who was talking behind me and realized it was the movie. <laughs> like I literally, you know, because it was because I went and saw it so late and I went to like, like the small indie theater to see it. There was like literally three people in the room. 
And so like I go to like look over my shoulder to see who's behind me and realize there hasn't been anyone there this whole time. There's literally nobody behind me in the entire theater. So it was like kind of a weird experience. Um, but I think that all added to it because then when it when stuff starts to get creepy and that sound is still being used that way, you're like, it really worked to create atmosphere and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like really impressed with it. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. Because I mean, it, it was very stylized, especially in the first half of the movie. And sometimes I have issues with that, but it didn't bug me at all in this one. Yeah. Mostly probably because I liked the main actress. I don't know her name or anything, but she was really good. Um, yeah, the only semi-complaint I could possibly have about it is that uh, I think the ending is technically like a cheat. <laughs> like it's, I don't think you could go, you could go watch this movie 10 times and, and unless somebody tells you the ending, you would never be able to figure it out. I don't think you're given the information. You're given misleads, which is, it's fine. Like I still enjoy the movie and watching it and stuff, but it's kind of like, Oh, well I was really invested in that mystery and it turns out there's no way I could have solved it. So it's kind of cheating. I just like that. Uh, Terrence stamp was in something. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, that was fun. And the the mislead with his character was quite good too. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I liked seeing him in a movie. Just having him there was fun when he's like walking down the street and you're just like, oh, look at this. Fucking Zod. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't that guy a... be training a monkey to kill Elizabeth Shue? <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of, uh, of that movie. I need to watch it again. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably see it again whenever it pops up on streaming and stuff. I, I really want to see it again. Um, I just I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Like every moment of it, the characters were like likable, in but not in like a an obnoxious way. Mm-hmm. Even though like I thought weirdly like these sort of the overtop like bully characters that they had were like <laughs> still fun to watch on screen. Which is like it was a bit silly that like you're in college and there's still like bullies. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like that nowadays. It's been a long time since I went. So. Well, I just like this. The girl's like a bully for like five minutes, and the character, the main character, is just like, "Nah, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just gonna go get my own apartment." Fuck her. Yeah. Here's a brief glimpse of some of the truly fine pictures we've scheduled in the near future. Um, I don't know. This is where we usually talk about what we're doing next week, but we've already filmed. Everybody. We already recorded next week's episode. Everybody, go back and. Listen to last week's show and whatever we said at the end of that. That's what's coming out next week, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's very confusing. We don't know either. Yeah, we'll figure out. We'll figure out how to start off 2022 properly. But for now, we have no idea. Yeah, we've we've already recorded the show, but I don't remember what it's about. Uh, I'm really, really hoping that somebody tunes into this episode and is mad that we're not talking about whatever. <laughs> We said we'd be talking about <laughs> well, the boneyard and chopper chicks and zombie town. So they're probably not going to be oh. that upset. Uh, they're yeah, they're going to be real upset to not hear us be bored <laughs> as shit talking about one of those movies. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out which one was boring as fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> no wonder I forgot. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. 
And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.